When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Curlbro, and I support Gen X Grown Up on Patreon, and you should too. And if you don't, I hope you leave enough room for my fists, because I'm going to ram it in your stomach and break your spine. Just go to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon to sign up today. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel, website, and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up podcast listeners, to this, the backtrack edition of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. I am John. Joining me as always, of course, is Mo. Hey, everybody. Would not be a show without George. Hey, how's it going, guys? You know, we are always focused on celebrating the things we love about being Generation Xers. <laughs> but <laughs> not, you should see George dancing. He's so excited for this episode. You would think it's the Galaga episode again. <laughs> but not everything from our generation is worthy of celebration. In this backtrack, hand-tooled for George's expertise, we run down the products, trends, and pop culture associated with our generation that we cannot stand. Yeah. Mm. These we're not proud mm. of. He's mm. so excited. Mm. He's dancing. I'm, it's going to be I'm great. I'm ready to go. Let's just move into the podcast. Put a pin in that before we get to that, George. <laughs> before we get there, it's time for some fourth listener email. I'm add this to my list. <laughs> made me wait. I also hate waiting to talk about things I don't like. That's <laughs> on my list. <laughs> Our fourth listener this time around is Nate H. Now, Nate is a brand new patron. And we'll talk oh, about cool. it at the end of the show here. But right after he became a patron, we're like, hey, Nate, thank you so much. And he wrote this little message and he posted it publicly on Patreon for everyone. And I want to read that because it was such a nice thing. So Nate says, I'm not exactly a Gen Xer, but I'm old enough to appreciate it all. Plus, okay. you three are great behind the mics. Yeah. The Major League episode was wonderful. A top five movie for me, nice. regardless of regardless of genre, he says. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I don't know what top five, but it's up there regardless of genre. Yeah. I agree with you, Nate. Uh, I watch it every year on opening day of the baseball season. Nice. That's a great time to watch it. Isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Happy to support you guys, Nate. Wow. Cool. That's thank awesome. You, thank Nate. you, Nate. Yeah. Yeah. And and again, as a brand new patron, we thank you all the more. But then you had that nice little note. We want to share that with our audience. This is continually the kind of people that we attract as people that follow our show. And mm -hmm. I could not be more proud of the caliber of listener that we have. W would I love that you were triple in size? Yes. But <laughs> the quality over quantity that we have is just spectacular. So Nate, thank you so much for your support and for your note. Fourth listener, if you would like to have your message read here on the air, it's easy. You can hit us up in Patreon if you're a supporter, or Discord, or Facebook, or wherever. Or the easiest way is drop us a line, podcast at genxgrownup.com. I read every single one. And most of them, like Nate's, will eventually make the show. Okay, George, we're, we're almost yes. there. It is almost time Whoa. to get into talking about the things about Gen X that we can't stand. He's actually quivering. <laughs> That's coming up right after this quick break. <laughs> 
Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chapotis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show, too. It helps more than you know. Our Chrysler LeBaron series. Nobody has anything like them. Not Ford, not GM, not the imports. I challenge you to compare their quality and technology to anything that comes out of Germany or Japan. There's this sporty coupe that's priced so that you won't go into sticker shock. And a four-door sedan that offers impressive gas mileage and six-passenger room. This handsome town and country, this dazzling convertible that puts a little fun back into driving. No cars are perfect, but these come pretty close. Drive them. See for yourself how quiet and smooth they are. If you don't agree they're the best Chrysler's ever made, the very best America has to offer at a sensible price, then I'm in the wrong business. Oh, one more thing. If you can find a better car, buy it. It is time to dig in talking about I these things from the one. 80s. From, I got one. one. I got Jeez. one. <laughs> Holy crap. I got one. Oh. All right. George has our first thing in the 80s that he cannot stand. George, why don't so, you go ahead? This is like a section that is just collectively stupid stuff that I think we all agree upon. First yeah. one, okay. just say no to drugs. God damn, oh was God. that stupid. I bought into it hook, line, and sinker when I was a kid. I wish to God I could go back in time and slap my little 10-year-old self right in the mouth. That was the dumbest thing in the 80s. We are now understanding how stupid it was as state after state after state starts mm. legalizing shit that is far better for us than the stuff that's been legal the whole goddamn time. Plus, it's just the insulting nature of it to say oh right just say no oh that's the yeah. solution don't worry about socioeconomic <laughs> situations in your yeah. environment just just say no just and everything will no. be better don't worry about your oppressive depression that we've thrust upon you because <laughs> right. we believe trickle down yeah. economics is going to solve the planet Mm-mm. yeah and we did a whole backtrack on it if you want to listen hear more listener but you're right it's it was just kind of we bought into it and i'm embarrassed that we did so i i look yeah. back on it now and i'm like yeah 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 another thing that i look back on now and go yeah is parachute pants <laughs> yeah can't touch this let see hammer didn't hold up as well as everybody thought he would did he no. doing the hammer dance i know and, mm. and you know i in college i had some parachute pants oh, i did i would pay money for that really picture. wait pay, a minute i did any I, listeners any john's friends if you have a picture 50 bucks but I will those buy were it. more of those workout pants if they're the ones i remember you wearing no, no, when no, i first no, met you. you're talking about sweats i i also okay. had some parachute pants that, that i wore did around. you and, oh my goodness i don't know why we thought they were cool and there were some things we were talking about before the show like shoulder pads or big hair or whatever and they look back and like i thought that looked good on people back then <laughs> yeah but now I, and it, I look at parachute pants and i go i don't know what i was thinking i don't know what made me think that an amorphous blob of 
poofy fabric <laughs> substitute for jeans or slacks or whatever. But just how strong the media machine is. I guess apparently that's what passed for pants back then. One of the things that just burned my ass, Ouch. even then and now. And the, the sad thing is, that I laughed at some of this stuff too when I was back then. Okay, is just like the casual racism on some things, like an Asian mm. character named Long Duck Dong. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing. <laughs> I know, I know. It's no, I, I totally get it. But just the, you know, just and that was a, that's just one example. I mean, it was everywhere. If there was like an immigrant student from overseas he was invariably this stereotypical asian guy oh yeah, yeah. oh that's right super stereotype or the vivacious buxom russian chick who doesn't yeah. understand american <laughs> culture and takes off her top every 30 seconds right which i was okay with that part but yeah the rest of it you know. <laughs> <laughs> easy that's not the part mo can't stand he was okay with yeah. that specific one was fine and, you know, it's, again, it's just like I laughed with everybody else at this stuff. I know. But looking back, I'm like, I just cringeworthy just looking mm. at some it's of the just, stuff that we right. did. Like, it doesn't hold up when you look back on it and you think, what yeah. the hell were we thinking? Why was that cool? Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. That's a tweet you want to be able to erase. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank God there was no internet back then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think one that's a little bit more serious that I really, I hated even then, it bothered mm. me to no end, was the AIDS panic, hate speech kind of stuff that was going on when that whole oh, horrible okay. thing was hitting our world at the same time, especially mm -hmm. because of how religious leaders and conservatives pounced on, yeah. it's a gay judgment from God yeah. and right, the gay gays are going to die, the gay play. I was like, dude, no, because I, I could not remember how many people I knew that were terrified of it. And I kept trying to explain to them, dude, you're a hell of a lot more likely to get it in a blood transfusion at this point than you are from mm -hmm. any kind of sexual contact that you could ever have. But you're not saying it's a doctor plague. And I was in a private <laughs> Good Christian high school. Yeah. And these people just like, I remember going to what we called going to church during the school week. And it was called going to chapel. But just whole chapels, like hour long, just gay, hate, AIDS, gay, hate, mm -hmm. AIDS. Oh, just, oh, I hated it. Every minute of it. It's what almost got me kicked out of school, truthfully. <laughs> Well, that and your Gallagher routine, but us between those two. The Gallagher routine was not <laughs> well received. <laughs> well, it, it's just, it's like so many things that even still happen today that are terrible and unfortunate is that it seems to give some kind of justification to people that have established hate. Right. And now they're like, oh, I can map this thing onto it and it's justifying my initial hatred and they feel empowered to do that. And it's just, you look back on it now and it's just, it's obscene. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, and for me, especially because, you know, I grew up in New York City. AIDS was going through the pretty oh, yeah. rapid. My brother died from AIDS. Mm -hmm. So just the stuff like, oh, you get it from a toilet seat or ignorance. Right. The virus is so small, it could go through latex gloves. And I mean, I was like, oh, my God, do you hear what you're saying? <laughs> you know, it's just it's just ridiculous. And when I look back at like on COVID and I hate to say this, but I'm so glad that it affected everybody <laughs> because God forbid it affected <laughs> yeah. a single group because oh, we would goodness. still be, we would still oh, yeah. be trying to probably deal that with it. That was the thing. The media made it seem like it was only hitting the gay community, yeah. but it really wasn't it just wasn't, hitting yeah. the gay community. It was hitting a lot of people. It just so happened that that happened to be a topic that they could get ratings on. And John, I know yeah. you were part of the news media mm -hmm. wheel yeah. for a long time and I'm not, you know, trying to be mean to you personally, but I get it. the media 
anything that they could garner ratings for, they did it. And I swear to God, it felt like every person that jumped on a goddamn newscast to talk about that shit must have been Marjorie Taylor Greene's parents or some shit. Because holy <laughs> hell, did those idiots come off dumb as hell every time yeah. they spoke. Well, luckily, we're past that now. Only education, only absolutely vetted information makes it out to the public. <laughs> Sorry, I, I was trying to hold it in. <laughs> yeah, it's bad to look back on. You know, uh, one, one that did impact everyone, and this is not like I'm looking back and I hate it because, like, I'm embarrassed of it or whatever, but I look back on the Cold War. Oh, yeah. And just the stress that it put on. Mm. Kids that grow up today, they might have heard the stories, but we actually had, oh, a case of mushroom cloud, get under your desk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sort of, we had these bomb drills, we had this stuff, oh, we'll just go down in the basement and whatever. It was all paranoia theater. None yep. of that was going to help. It was to make you feel like you had a little bit of power to, oh, I can protect myself by getting under this 12 pound desk with a piece of plywood on top. Yep. No, you can't. No, it's you can't. Help. It's not going to help. Right? You'll die a quarter of a second later than you would have. That's all. If That's that, the only thing difference. If that bomb actually hits. a big piece of wood sticking out of your head as the wave shoves the desk <laughs> into your backbone. Yeah. But I, I look back on the Cold War and just everything around it, just that whole era when it was, I, I there was tension. I was a kid, mm-hmm. but I felt that I could tell my parents were anxious about it. I could tell people on the news, like they would say, news story, news story, news story. And then we go, and now Cold War update. Like, oh, this is some serious yeah. shit. Oh, oh my goodness. And it wasn't just the news. I mean, we had after school, daytime, nighttime movie sure. bullshit the day mm-hmm. after. That thing was like the most oh, the watched. the day after. Yeah. Remember that yeah. piece of shit that movie? Of oh course. Oh my God. Yeah. I loved watching that day after, but just because show me what is actually going to happen. Like, that's what I hope that is like, make my fear tangible. Show me what I'm actually afraid of. Not so much I enjoyed the movie as the movie, but mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, finally going to, because it's intangible, like a nuclear bomb. What's it do exactly? I don't know. It tried to show you. For me, it was just feeding into the hysteria. And truthfully, if we could have found a way for average people to just talk to each other, me from my country, them from their country. Oh, yeah. We could work out this shit every time. It's these fucking leaders that want more money for some corporate buddy that causes this shit all the fucking time. It's not (laughs) us, the average people in (laughs) Russia, the average people here. You're right. We're not mad at each other. I understand they want fucking potatoes and jeans. Let me send them some, (laughs) goddammit. Shit. I mean, as a kid, I mean, I was stressed about this. Like, Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to happen any day for a while there when I was a child. I mean, I eventually got Mm -hmm. through it, but for a while there, I was like, oh my God, because it's all you heard about the doomsday clock. Remember that? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, We're five minutes to midnight. You know, know, they kept updating that thing. And it was, uh, yeah, it was just a... Not a not a good thing to stress out about, you know, especially when you're like ten. <laughs> I'm still super embarrassed that one of my favorite movies of that time was Red Dawn. Wolverines. Because <laughs> that was super born out of that Cold War paranoia. Played right into yeah. it too. Same deal. Yeah, the Russians are coming to get us. Sure. The last thing I'm gonna say is I'm gonna say words that have never, I don't think, been uttered, which oh, my dream car is to get a classic 1980s fill-in American car name here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty notoriously bad manufacturing in Detroit during that time. Because that's when uh, the 80s, when basically the American car industry just kind of tanked because they were just coming out with Garbage. the worst cars. You know, the K car. Remember that one? And the Chrysler mm-hmm. LeBaron. I mean, these big blocky things. <laughs> I drove that- a Chrysler LeBaron for a year. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the Ford Granada that my mother had. Oh. 
you know, and those things were just breaking down all the time. My dad had a mm-hmm. Buick and it was just constantly being shot because of things. And, and that's when Japanese mm-hmm. cars just took over because they were reliable. They were yeah. doing better. I mean, yeah, they were. Yeah. It was just about a good time for American industry. Some of those eighties cars are still on the road, but the American ones are in the, yeah, <laughs> the junkyard. I actually, I read an article like five or six years ago that, made the argument that the decline of the American auto industry was Mm -hmm. analogous or at the same time of the decimation of the American union workers, because that was a thing that was Mm. happening in the eighties, Ronald Reagan and big business and all those trickle. They were breaking unions left, right, and center, including the United auto workers union. They, they lost like like 60% of their membership because of the propaganda out there. And Mm. it was terrible. And I, I could see this being a result of that issue. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Those are the things we all kind of agree on that we all collectively not nuts about. (laughs) In the coming segments, though, we each are going to kind of take the center stage for a list of things that we personally cannot stand (laughs) about the 80s growing up as a Gen Xer. That is coming your way. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network. You're listening to Gen X Grown Up. But if you have a friend who's not yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. I get angry just thinking about it makes me mad. Little kids doing drugs, it turns my stomach. That stuff hurts. It stops you from living up to your potential. It holds you back. It hurts the user. It hurts his family. And it hurts his friends. I just want to shake some sense into you kids that are using drugs and thinking about using So remember... Don't, or else, okay? All right, I've been waiting to talk about the well, shit did, that I want to wait, wait, talk wait, about. Wait, 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 wait. We, we said John was Don't next. tell me to hoe. This is no, no, my no. time to shine. No, 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 it's not no, your time to shine. This is Thunder John's time, time to shine. First. We, we agree John you. was going first. Damn it, it's his podcast. I don't get a chance. We, uh, later. You will. You have your chance. It's coming. It's coming. Uh, yeah, it's coming. I promise. But this is John's It's, it's not many. It's, it's just right, a few. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. So specifically, these are just things that I had on my list that necessarily we didn't all necessarily hate, right? So the first one is fax machines. <laughs> they revolutionized how quickly you could get information around, but they were so dumb yeah. because, okay, it was a neat technology for the time, but I remember having to use them in, a, in place of like, they would not accept me walking in and signing a paper. I had to go somewhere else and fax them a signed paper into the same place. <laughs> right. That's the system we now use fax. Just because you have a technology does not mean it has to yeah. replace like the world, everything that you do. And I'm glad they died. And so if you try to fax like a picture and it just comes out this big it looks terrible. gray smear. It looks awful. <laughs> it's <laughs> worthless. Yeah. Yeah. I remember doing business. I think I was applying for a credit card at Radio Shack or whatever. I was standing in Radio Shack and they went, you need to fax this back to us. I'm like, I can sign it here. No, 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 no. You need to go fax it to us. 
Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. It, people just used it in the wrong kind of ways. Yeah. I remember, John, you remember I left to go to the Air Force, right? I was in of course, basic yeah, training yeah. in the Air Force. And one of the jobs that they had us do menial tasks in basic training all the way, right? They actually had us taking fax machine rolls from one spool and rolling them onto a different spool to fit in the fax machine that they had because oh the, Army, the Air Force had bought the wrong size spools. That's an excellent use of labor. Oh, yep. man. So me and another guy for like eight hours one day, we're just Ugh. unrolling and rolling fax machine paper spools. Oh, and that yeah. paper was okay. awful. There was no point of that paper. Oh, on the yeah. It was like it was thermal paper. Yeah. Like if you had yeah. a fax, you left it on the dash, it turned pitch black. It mm-hmm. was. It, it, I'm glad it died. Burn in hell fax machines. Done with it. <laughs> I, I have a few here that are just kind of had to do with how you dressed or how you presented yourself. Things that, that I, I was a party to and I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> so... <laughs> The propensity for, look, blue jeans are great. Yes. Okay. You don't need a blue jean shirt and a blue jean ball cap. Oh. And, like, and the jean jacket. I definitely had a, a jean jacket. I had a denim long sleeve shirt that I tucked into <laughs> denim I pants. I never saw a denim long sleeve shirt. And I had shirt. a belt that said Levi's on it. I thought I was really cool. And now I know I just look like a homogenous blue denim blob. That, 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 no, I you didn't look like cool. just a Levi billboard walking down the street. Yeah, that's yeah. all I was. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, who thought we needed pants material to make like shirts out of? No, unnecessary. Yeah. Mm. The other one, again, that I was kind of a party to. And I, I, I kind of want to blame the fact that I lived out in the woods and we didn't have a barber nearby. And that was, you let your hair grow a little too long and then it becomes a little long in the back. And oh. now it's a mullet. Business oh. up front, party in the back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I don't I don't say it was a fashion statement for me. It was just a convenience thing for me. But then when they called, it, oh, it's a mullet. Everybody has one. I'm like, oh, I'm accidentally trendy. Cool. <laughs> hey, oh, God. at least you tried yours in the 80s. I have the embarrassment of trying mine in the 90s. Oh, you did. I remember. Yes. Oh, all right. Again, any of John's friends out there, if you have photo photos of, the of this, I will pay good money for it. Just saying. Now, I usually wore my hair short. It was in the summer. It would get long in the, in the summer because I was not going to school. Yeah. Mm. And then when you're in school, this I participated in against my will. I just think it's goofy <laughs> as hell. School picture day, you know, you had to dress up and you got your you get spit shine and your hair is combed and everything. You got and the you little be- plastic comb with you, right? Right? Yeah. yeah, you got your best shirt on, and then you get the pictures back, and what is it? It's me smiling, and then a ghostly me looking <laughs> pensively oh. off in the distance in this double exposure oh, thing. Yeah. And like, here's the funny John, here's the serious, thoughtful John. And they're like, it looks like I'm haunting myself in this picture. Because <laughs> uh, so they had a generic, like, dark brown, black background right yeah like, right you know. yeah like the, the the big stand-up they would do that was yeah. just this thing and that way they could easily superimpose it over that dark background yeah. without any kind of seams and it it just looked everybody had them every school did it i guess olin mills thought that was the way of the future <laughs> I, I was fortunate enough that our school thought that that was too trendy and being a private christian school that was that was the devil so we didn't have those thank goodness you lucked out then we can't be trendy <laughs> <laughs> can't do that. Whatever we do. <laughs> and then, so the last one I'm going to talk about is very personal to me. And it's it centers around a television show. Mm-hmm. Everybody loved these nighttime soap operas. You had Falcon's oh, yeah. Crest and what other thing? And Dallas Dynasty. was such a huge dynasty, things yeah, like right. that. 
And then one summer, over the summer of 1976, oh, I, know I was this. a tender young man of the age of eight, and nobody would shut the fuck up about, hey, who shot JR? Your initials <laughs> are JR. Who shot JR? Did the, who shot you, John? Who shot you? Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Nobody shot me. I don't watch Dallas. I don't know what it's about. <laughs> I just got that. But one. because my initials were JR, suddenly I was sucked into their little world of wondering. I'm like, I don't know. What's his name? Oh. Bobby Joe? I Whatever his name was. He was. He was a guy from Man from Atlantis. I, I never watched it. And I wondered why you put this one on your list when I saw it on the thing. I'm like, yeah, I, it was annoying, but it didn't bother me. Now I now got I it. it. It's yep. the same oh, reason I'm why I hate the Georgie Porgy nursery rhyme so goddamn yes, much. Gotcha. Yeah. If, if you were already annoyed by Who Shot JR, you have no idea how much <laughs> I'm annoyed by it. It was really horrible for me. And every somebody bought me a t-shirt. Who shot JR? Look, I got you. I am not gonna wear this t-shirt. You put this t-shirt on me. I'm shooting oh, you. When your birthday comes up this year, John. No, don't do it. I will throw <laughs> that t-shirt at you. <laughs> okay. There is more to come. Mo and George are still coming up. That's my list. Stick around. I'm Allison Holland, host of the Kennedy Dynasty Podcast. Equipped with a microphone and a long-term fascination of the Kennedy family, I am joined by an incredible cast of experts, friends, and guests to take you on a fun, relaxed, yet informative journey through history and pop culture. From book references to fashion to philanthropy to our modern expectations of the presidency itself, you'll see that there is so much more to Kennedy than just JFK or conspiracy theories. Join me for the Kennedy Dynasty Podcast. Each episode of Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at GenXGrownUp.com. Now you put the letter in here, and the letter goes round and round, whoa, and it comes out here. With Sharp's choice of fax machines, you can send documents in as little as 12 seconds to any place in the world you can phone. The photo goes round and round, whoa. And it comes out here. And that will change the way you do business forever. And it comes out here. Sharp, the number one selling fax machine in America. Finally, it's time to get to George. I'm so no, no, happy uh, that we're George, doing this podcast. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, we're saving you for I'm last. I'm telling you. We're, I told you Mo's going to be now. Yeah, and you're going to no. be on next. No, I was okay. next. Everybody that listens to this podcast knows I have two things. Wrestling and being pissed off. <laughs> for the visual people out there <laughs> so we're saving the best for last see we're saving you yeah, for that's, last that's what we're doing you're not we're, no we're, we're, just we're give me, me the podcast the you guys don't even have to talk you can just sit there and be pretty and laugh once in a while <laughs> this should be my podcast no, no, i'll be quick george i promise uh yeah that's what the last we, guy we said. do have things that bug us too we're yeah. just not as enthusiastic about that's them, right. maybe we're not as passionate <laughs> as you okay. All right. All right. So, Mo, be timely. George is chomping at the bit. We want to get to his stuff. So, okay. Right. Go so, ahead. this one was a little 70s, little 80s, but Pet Rocks. Stupidest freaking thing ever to come out of any <laughs> yeah. marketing thing. Everyone I knew choice. had one. And I just thought it was just ridiculous that, like, someone literally made money by putting a rock in a box with some straw. <laughs> I, I get that it was stupid, but the entrepreneur in me was like, genius. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. True, true. Yeah. But okay. Yeah, it's terrible. Okay. So next thing, actually, some of the, we had some of the worst TV ever. I'm sorry. We did have some bad TV. And there's three shows that just stood out my head. I'm going to go through them real quick. One, okay. John, you're going to hate this one. Rubik, the amazing cube. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Even I acknowledge that was garbage. Yes. That wasn't that good. <laughs> it yeah. had like this gremlin face on <laughs> yeah. it. And oh my God, it was terrible. His superpower, he solved himself and he had magic powers. Yeah, yeah like... <laughs> 
sparkles, <laughs> rainbow shot out of his face. I don't know what he did. Terrible, yeah, terrible. Goofy. The California Raisin Show. First, dude, oh, the, the commercials. Okay, the dude, commercials dude, were dude, cute. Dude. Yeah, at first. Those were cute. At first, at first. It should not have been a show. And then they created a show that was just so stupid. I just couldn't. Oh, my God, I couldn't It'd be it. like if they took <laughs> right now and they, they took the Budweiser Bullfrogs and turned that shit into yeah. a variety show at night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Made no yeah. sense. But the worst one for me, oh, by, by far, was so bad it only lasted eight episodes, okay, <laughs> was Manimal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's pretty fucking bad. For anyone who hasn't seen Manimal, tell them the premise. Oh my god! Oh, actually, I I, I pulled it up because I have to read this verbatim because that's how good this All right. is. Late on us, Doctor right. Jonathan Chase. Wealthy, young, handsome, a man with the brightest of futures, a man with the darkest of pasts, from Africa's deepest recesses to the rarefied peaks of Tibet. Heir to his father's legacy and the world's darkest mysteries, Jonathan Chase, master of the secrets that divide man from animal, animal from man, manimal. <laughs> I feel like I need to do a trailer reaction video on this. <laughs> and he can basically like turn into animals. Right. And really he turns it like to two. I guess they had a lot of footage of that. So they just kept using those over and over again. Well, that was typical for the day, right? Battlestar Galactica, everything. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. reuse oh my the God. thing that, that footage we reuse. Yeah. It was so bad. And then they, I think somewhere in the middle, they said, okay, this is not something we can sustain. So then they, he started having the abilities of animals as human. Oh my God. It was just the worst show ever made. It's way easier. It was terrible, terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, maybe I watched the pilot. I don't think I watched any more. That was enough for me. That was plenty. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, any manimal fans out there, I I feel for you because you have issues. All right. What's wrong with you? What's the right question is what's wrong with you? (laughs) So, another thing I really hate is something that came out, I think it was on high school basically, but they started coming up with these acronyms to describe groups of people. So, big one everyone knows is yuppies, right? Young urban professionals. Oh, yep. 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 Yep, Or or young upperly mobile professionals, which is yumps, which I don't know how that works. But, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and then they came off with like an offshoot that was dinks double income no kids oh that one i didn't know <laughs> oh yeah and then they had someone that were dinks. just just plain insulting jap jewish american princess oh right oh mm-hmm. right right yep, yep. Not, not the other way but yeah which was just ridiculous <laughs> my friend saturday night live had a field day making fun of that one and then i don't know if you heard this one but jobs jobs just off the boat oh immigrants Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, there's another tweet you need to get rid of. Holy shit. I know. It was, it was just, it was just I know. terrible. <laughs> what, I don't know. Again, what were we thinking? Mm. The problem with these is, I mean, I don't know why they bother you so much, but the thing that jumps out at me is that it puts people in a category, like yeah. puts them in a box. Like everybody, just because they all have double income, no kids, doesn't make them all the same people. Right. They're not identical, you know, and you, you lump people together like that. You start to give them the same characteristics and then the individuals blur. Mm-hmm. Well, but it's it's not just that they put them in a box. It's that all of those boxes have a negative connotation to them. You don't say right. yuppies oh, right. and mean it in a positive go, light. Hey, congratulations on being a yuppie, right? It's yeah, not yeah, like exactly. that. Like, oh, you're damn yuppies. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Almost every label that we create for people was created in a negative light. I agree. Right. Except except the goat. The goat is the only one that yeah. actually means something nice. Greatest of all but time. That sounds bad. It's horrible, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. All right. I only got a couple more, George, so hang in there. So uh, what, hang Jesus in there. Christ. <laughs> all right. Hacky sacks. Really? Most, oh, I hated hacky sacks. They were okay. just everywhere. It was just a bunch of, to me, just pretentious 
kids who just like, oh, we're going to do hacky. You know, it, it's just ridiculous. I just hated <laughs> hacky sacks. I'm sorry. I mean, I felt like it was our generation's Frisbee for a little while. Oh, let's get back to Frisbee. <laughs> But my last one was probably the one that probably annoyed me the most. New Coke. Remember when that oh, debacle marketing happened? gimmick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was 1984-ish. Coke decided to change their formula. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, really? And they made this whole marketing campaign about it. And it was in all the newspapers. Everyone kept talking about it. They came out with it. Everyone freaked out. And I think not even like three months later, they went back to the original formulation. But maybe that was part of some grand marketing scheme. I have no well, idea. They they did both for a while. They were yes, side right, they by did. side. They changed mm-hmm. the They're cans. They did a whole name. And the only reason why I know so much detail about it, we owned the grocery store at that time. The grocery store. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so my dad, he kept a six pack of original cans, a six pack of new Coke, and a six pack of original Coke in the new cans that they came out with later. (laughs) As collectibles? Like he kept them? Sure. It's going to be worth a million (laughs) dollars when you're 50 years old. Well, (laughs) I'm 52 tomorrow. Still don't have $3 million in my bank account. That's all I'm saying. For your Coke. But you got got 18 cans of Coke though. Well, I've got 18 cans of air because that shit evaporates after a while. Trust me. (laughs) Mm. So you hated the new Coke campaign, Mo. Did you? Do you remember tasting the new Coke? Do you remember what it was like? I. I do too. What oh, yeah. was your thought on the taste of New Coke? It tastes like Pepsi. It was Pepsi. Exactly. That was my thought. <laughs> that was it. It was. <laughs> which again, maybe hate it even more. It was ridiculous, which yep. basically means it's like it's less acidic and more sugary kind yeah. of. Yeah. It, it, was it was a, a sweeter, sweeter version of Coke. Version of Coke. Yeah. 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 Oh, hated it. So, all right. Oh, well. so, but that's my okay. list. All right. so, so George, when you come back, hang in it, there. Yeah. You're going to be next. Okay. Hang in Strap there. on I your promise. boots, ladies and gentlemen. It's coming. <laughs> Science, 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 science. Hello, podcast fans. Want to get weird with us? Come check out the Mad Scientist podcast. We are a weekly show that looks at the history, philosophy, and hard facts behind your biggest paranormal questions. Did the government really pay for a psychic spy program? Yes. Is it true that surgery got its start in grave robbing? Yes. Can a roller coaster really kill you? Legally, we can't say so for sure, but sometimes, yes! Join myself, Chris Cogswell, and my co-host, Marie Mayhew, as we examine the science, philosophy, and history behind the strange and unusual. All to discover what's possible and plausible versus what's, well, just made up. Check us out wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Mad Scientist Podcast. If you're a die-hard Gen X grown-up, you can pledge your support by clicking join on YouTube or by becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. On a mysterious night, bringing cool up here, bringing happy day. That then is going to wrap it up for this edition of the Gen X Grown Up well, Backtrack. I absolutely want to thank you for being here. Out? No, <laughs> no, we bullshit. Did, fuck we did it. You. Didn't we do it? I, I, I'm about to did do we skip it, George. I'm gonna cut this shit off. <laughs> oh, I think we. I, you didn't Mo, forget, Mo, you piece Mo, we, of we, coke. We may have God forgotten George. Oh, you maybe hey, forgot George. Well, if we forgot you, George, I apologize. You do oh, not absolutely. apologize. You'd lie. Certainly sons not intentional. Y'all plan this if we, if we forgot. If you yeah. forgot, yeah. If exactly. we did, you didn't forget. <laughs> so, on that note, just in case, George, do you have any things about growing up as a Gen Xer that you can't stand? You know what? 
No, I'm good. <laughs> All right, so that wraps up our show. <laughs> uh, we, we've broken George. <laughs> I mean, anybody who's listened to more than two episodes says, oh, that's a lie right there. <laughs> they right. staged that bullshit. There's no right. way. <laughs> All right. I do have something to talk about. Believe it or not, I actually only have three items on my list. The reason why I only have three items on my list is because I did, I was the youngest of the three of us. So most Mm -hmm. of the things Mm -hmm. that happened in the eighties, I was so impressionable and so young that I just accepted them as awesome and cool and whatever Mm. vernacular term we were using at the time to describe them as great. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, there were a few things, though, that terribly Mm -hmm. upset me in that era of time. And that's what I want to talk about. Not the stuff that bothers me now that I look back on and go, oh, that sucked. Why did we like that? No, the stuff that really pissed me off as a young 10 to 16 year old George. First one, there was a TV show that was the greatest television show of all time. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Bar none, regardless of genre, it was the absolute, fundamental, perfect TV show. I'm talking about Solid Gold. Now, for those... For those right. who are not well, aware, I want to see where you're going with yeah. this. <laughs> this was a nighttime TV show dedicated <laughs> to the top 40 pop hits of our day, hosted by the wonderful Dion Warwick and yeah. arguably the greatest thing ever put on television for a 10 year old, <laughs> the solid gold dancers. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They were, yeah. Again, Mo found a part that he liked about it. Yeah, finally got yeah. There. Solid Gold Dancers, so, for sure. I loved the Solid Gold Dancers so much. I had a crush. I knew their names at the time. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's the <laughs> one. That's the one. It was so creepy. No question in my mind. I was a little pervert. If they had made a poster that I could have found in this podunk piece of shit town of Tallahassee, Florida, I would have had every single one of them on my wall. I would have put them in mosaics. I love the Solid Gold Dancers. (laughs) And then on top of that, you got the burgeoning music video industry. Before MTV Mm, was a thing. That's true. Mm, Yeah, that was They counted down the top 10 songs of the week. Occasionally, uh, well, not occasionally, every episode, a singer would come on and perform their show. You know, they were lip syncing. There was never any real singing going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, badly. But for somebody who lived in a entertainment starved environment, like I did here in this town. Okay. Solid Gold was my, what I felt was my outlet to see the world of fun pop culture. I didn't have a lot of the stuff that Mo had with like, Mo, you had cable. Yeah. I didn't get cable until I was like 14 or 15. We just didn't have it in this town. Mm. So getting to see something like Solid Gold in the three channel era was brilliant for a child like me. And the thing that I hate the most, because this has been a solid gold. I love fest. And this is a, I hate, I hate that it was fucking canceled. (laughs) Oh, I wonder where this was going because I'm like, it sounded like he loved the show. I love the yeah. show. I love the show. I Did hated they fire the solid was, gold dancers off the show? What happened? They canceled. <laughs> yes, they canceled. Well, first of all, Dion Warwick left. That was devastating. They had some other, I think it was Michelle Marilyn McCool, McCool, maybe. Yeah, Marilyn McCool. Marilyn McCool. There you go. I see. Oh, I don't okay. even want to remember no. her because she bastardized the fuck out of that role. He's blocked it out. He's. I don't remember. Oh, God. Dion Warwick. That's the one who should have stayed with the show. 
Uh, they tried to do some other things like some format changes and have some like weird things go on. I hated, but it just, it, they, I think they started fighting Friday night videos a little bit uh, and then MTV mm. came in and that was it. My solid gold days were it's kind over. of started elbowing them out probably. Right. Yeah. It's like, I was, yeah, I'm these still other mad about it to this day. Actually, I was doing some research while you were talking. Do you know what the last appearance of the solid gold dancers was? Uh, the movie running man the movie Scrooged. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yep. So oh. the head yeah. Solid Gold Dancer, she was one of the Solid Gold Dancers, and then they had brought the other ones in in the scene. Yep. Okay. <laughs> George's like, yep, yep. That was, that was Melissa. And <laughs> yep. I remember that. He can't see nipples, and he's really looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and believe me, I was every week. <laughs> really looking. Yeah. Okay. All right. Enough about Solid Gold and its cancellation. All terrible, right. terrible, terrible. This one, John and Mo, you guys can probably relate to a little bit more. But the paranoia around how mm-hmm. video games and specifically Dungeons and Dragons were going to ruin America's youth. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. We're all going to hell. Oh, we're all Satanists. We all worship the devil. Yep. Video games are going to make mm. us shoot everybody in the street. You know what? The only thing that made me want to shoot anybody was these goddamn news broadcasts. I wanted to go shoot every person who complained about it and tried to take video games and Dungeons and Dragons away from me. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Because it was like, if say a kid, I don't know, did something bad, they would mm-hmm. look in their history. He's like, oh, he paid Dungeons and Dragons. That must have been the reason. You know, don't, not don't, the fact that he was an abusive family or anything else like that had nothing to do with it. That, you know? that correlation is not... Not causation. Yeah, not if that were the right. case, then well, who else did he play Dungeons and Dragons with? Five other people. Well, who have they killed? <laughs> right. What final thing have they done? <laughs> if it was absolutely, if it was correlation was causation, then it would immediately be obvious. You know, it's like, well, you know, every time you get in the water, you're wet. That is something you can prove, <laughs> right? <laughs> but if it's not like every time, or even a preponderance of people who did these mm-hmm. things did anything violent, it was just that this guy did this thing. Oh, look, as a kid, he also listened to rock music or yeah. played. D&D, and that was the case in our generation. Therefore, that was the cause. So mm-hmm. it's demonized. You it. look back on it now, they held congressional hearings on this shit. That's I know. true. That's oh, right. Yeah. They did. Oh, what a great oh, use yeah. of our time. No, no worry. <laughs> we don't need to solve the homeless problem. Nah. Fuck that. We need to take no. care of these Satanist bastard kids who are going to corrupt and kill everybody. You know, it was just, it was the Red Scare from McCarthy all over again. But this time, mm. instead of being targeted at adults who could defend themselves, it was targeted at young people who apparently had no say-so in what was really going on. That's the part mm-hmm. that really always pissed me off. How many times did you ever see a kid in one of those news broadcasts that they didn't henpeck to deliver exactly the message they were trying to send? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, I kids played are this video game and yeah. it made me lose my mind. Yeah. That kid just wanted to be on the news. Because that's what all the adults told me, and they're adults, so they it's know. Oh, right. God. I mean... <laughs> yeah, I, I can relate to you on that one. I, I, I'm not as enthusiastic in hatred of the cancellation of solid gold, but I'm on board with <laughs> yeah. you over this crazy paranoia. Remember the remember the Tom Hanks film, Mazes and Monsters, that was mm-hmm. basically that it was yeah. the scare over Dungeons and Dragons, you know, demon worship and devil worship and yeah. whatever. It's just we're, we're past that. Yeah. I mean, and we've even seen it retold in modern culture. The you know the last series of Stranger Things, the Hellfire Club, mm-hmm. right? That's right, one right, of the most right. popular exactly. storylines in that in that show that mm-hmm. year. Because we all vividly remember the questioning looks our parents would give us sometimes or the news broadcast that would tell us how evil we were. Mm -hmm. It was all bullshit. (laughs) I hate it, hate it, hate it to this day. But it's not my number one hate from the Gen X era. Really? Oh, my. No. Okay. Yeah. There's something that's worse. There's something that is of the devil. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. 
<laughs> and it does lead to violence. Yes, and it absolutely <laughs> has led to violence on many occasion. I'm talking about Val Speak. Oh, uh, the, the Valley Girl. Like mom? you know, oh, like so, uh, like um, as yeah, if. like like um, Gag yeah, you with like spoon. like um, yeah. Oh, fucking. I, you know, I love Nicolas Cage. He's a fun actor. He's gone mm-hmm. batshit crazy, but he's a fun actor. But Jesus Christ, yeah. Valley Girl ruined the fucking 80s. <laughs> oh, I don't even know where that did it come out of like California culture or it was, was that... already happening and it was in California culture. Was but it? the okay. Deborah Foreman Nick Cage movie brought it to middle America to where every kid mm. in a mall felt like they had to say the word like 7,000 fucking times before <laughs> uttering some stupid idiom that made no sense in its context whatsoever. And they're probably wearing that denim jacket I didn't like too. <laughs> they probably <laughs> and they're and all the yuppies. big poofy hair that was crimped. Yeah. And oh yep. my God. Hated, hated <sighs> Val speak. To this day, I see people all the time because like became part of our oh, yeah. American vernacular you know, like. because of that movement. And I still see people using it now. And it, it makes me cringe every time. I'm like, fucking find another oh. connective word. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, that makes sense. You know, and using it, it's like intentionally creating something that when you become a proper speaker, you try to get rid of. You try to get mm-hmm. rid of those gap filler words, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. And effectively, they were just inserting them artificially. Yes. As a substitute for a personality. It was, if I had to say five words, you know, I'd say one, you know, like like two and like like three. And I, just say five. Get there. <laughs> it was just, I guess because you talked for a long time, they thought it made them more interesting. I don't know what it was. but And the one phrase that it was followed up by, the two word phrase every time, like, you know, motherfucker, <laughs> if I knew you wouldn't have to speak. So shut up. Oh, <laughs> this has really struck a nerve for George. Yo, I can oh, tell. I hate Val speak. <laughs> Hey, Val speak. I told you I was saving the worst for last. Yeah. So as a movie guide, can you go back and watch Valley Girl now? Or is it just I too love hot Valley button Girl. for you? I actually do. Was, you? I like Valley Girl. You like the film. I like the film. <laughs> and I understand in the context, the language. And, I, you know, it's just like if you go to watch a, a movie that talks about something that happened in Russia. Well, if they're using mm-hmm. Russian language in the film properly and I have to read subtitles, I love that. Now, maybe hmm. Valley Girl could have used some subtitles. I don't know if anybody could have understood the speech to give yeah. it subtitles, but I liked the movie because Deborah Foreman was really, she was a fun actress of the 80s. My favorite movie of hers was April Fool's Day, which came out a little bit later, but she was really okay. good in Valley Girl. She was a great sympathetic character. Nick Cage as the acid rock, punk rock guy guy with a heart of gold (laughs) he was really fun it was a good movie the Mm -hmm. language Mm -hmm. (laughs) to this day i I beat my kids when they use those words when they were young (laughs) i absolutely did so a good film that popularized something that absolutely is Mm. you can't stand yeah (laughs) (sighs) do you feel better i feel a little bit better having vented some of this yeah it is a little i mean i'm still pissed about speak but yeah Okay. <laughs> oh, that's, I didn't think I was going to cure your uh, cure no, anyone no. of any of these problems, but sometimes <laughs> it's good to kind of kind of get it out there in the open and uh, a little yeah. breathe, breathe a little better. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, <laughs> If you listener have something that you absolutely cannot stand. When you look back at it, growing up Generation X, you should let us know what we missed. What is the what is the big thing that you hate? Let us know. Drop us a line, podcast at genxgrownup.com. We love to hear from you. Whew. All right. If you if you want to hear us celebrate Gen X, that's coming back next week. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta take the bad with the good, right, guys? I mean, it's part of it. Yeah. 
Hey, hey, that's going to wind it up for this edition of the show. Before I leave, though, real quickly, we talked about Nate H. at the beginning of the show. You know, at the end of the show, we always thank patrons. He is our featured patron. This time, he just joined us since we spoke last time. I will thank you once more, Nate, and remind everyone, if you would like to join Nate and this amazing roster of supporters that we have, it's so easy. Just head over to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. For as little as a dollar a month, you can add your name to the roster of people that support what we're doing and ensure we keep on doing it. That being said, we will be back in two weeks with another backtrack, and next week is the regular edition of our show. Until then, I am John. George, thank you so much for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, you know I appreciate you. <laughs> Always fun, man. <laughs> Fourth listener, it is you, though, we all appreciate most of all, and we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown-ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. I was going to make a joke about it's a good thing they can't see below the table, but we'll leave that. <laughs> you should. <laughs> Actually, John, it would be funny is in the next segment, start going into the outro. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> that is going to wrap it up for this edition yeah. of the back. That'll be fucking funny. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes. And luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Calafato, and I'm the creator of Seven Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts. And I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style. And together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling and all in approximately seven minutes.